Most of you loyal listeners probably know that I graduated with a finance degree, but what you might not know is that my first internship was in financial advising. Now, there's a reason why I'm not a financial advisor right now, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but that's not to say that this isn't a great career that can also pay really well. A financial advisor is important, but the advice that I would tell you is that being in the industry, not every financial advisor is a good one. Some are motivated by money, and those are the ones that you want to avoid. You want to find one who is usually a friend or someone that you can see yourself being honest with. And that's why for this episode, you'll hear from people whose work I respect, interacted with, and you'll even hear from the guy who helped me get my first internship at Northwestern Mutual, even though I couldn't get a callback from the other 50 applications that I sent in. But for those of you who are new to the show, my name is Justin Wynn. And in this episode, we cover life as a financial advisor and what you need to know when you're looking for one. This is Declassified College. Who's your fighter? Welcome to Declassified College, where I, Justin Wynn, share my cheat codes to college and make sure that you're ready for the real world by the time that you walk across that stage. Make sure you subscribe, not just for you, not just for me, but for the millions of college students around the world to find this podcast. Now, you don't want to let down millions of students, do you? Back when I was in high school, I played soccer. And to be honest, I considered myself to be pretty good. And actually, my freshman year, I made varsity along with four of my closest friends, Mike, Amani, and Ty. We call ourselves a freshman four, but that's a story for another day. The reason that I bring this up, though, is that when I was a freshman, there was a senior. His name was Bilal Afalabi. Fast forward to when I was a sophomore in college, I saw that Bilal had been interning and was now full-time at Northwestern Mutual. So I reached out to him to see if he would be down to grab some ice cream while I was up in Connecticut for the summer, and I wanted to learn more about his experience. One thing led to another, and he basically asked if I wanted an internship, and the rest is history. This is a networking cheat code right here. No one, and I mean no one, says no to getting ice cream. Unless maybe they're lactose intolerant, but generally no one's going to say no to getting ice cream. So use this to your advantage. I think the only right way to start this episode off would be for Bilal to share his story about how he got his first internship at Northwestern Mutual. Um, so my first job was very intentional. Uh, when I got to college as a freshman, I intentionally hung around all the juniors and all the seniors. And a good friend of mine, uh, Jason Hewitt, big shout out, Jason. Uh, at the time he was a senior in college, president of accounting club, 4.0 GPA, literally the poster child. So I stood close to him and he was in the process of getting a senior year internship. So I remember walking to the cafeteria on campus and he pulled me to the side, said, hey, Bilal, uh, I know you've been looking for internships, but there's a company by the name of Northwestern Mutual. And I think you should come with me. Uh, they rented out the director's suite at the XL Center, UConn's women's basketball team was playing the tournament. And I think you should come and potentially get an internship. And I actually told him no. And the reason why I told him no was because he said it was one of the top 10 internships in the US. And at the time as a freshman, I just felt as if there's no way they'd want me part of the internship program, they'd want him. But having good friends around you, he supported me and brought me there. And I got an interview when I was there, went through four or five interviews and they gave me an offer. And that's how I got started at 19 years old in the financial services industry. 
Now, B is an extremely humble guy. He forgets to mention that he was like the number one intern in the nation for Northwestern. He's basically a living legend. Also, not to mention, he was the first ever interview that we had on the Get Your Grind a podcast, which he says is his biggest accomplishment in his life. But please, do not listen to that episode unless you want to hear a terrible interview. But the reason that I wanted to share that story is that it's very similar to mine. He probably would not have been at Northwestern Mutual if it wasn't for his friend. More of the story, surround yourself with good, motivated people and better things will come. The next person that I wanted to share their insights is the founding partner at Signature Wealth Advisors, a UCF alum, and he was recently recognized at the UCF College of Business Hall of Fame dinner. Technically, anything finance related can be Googled, but Todd explains why he has a job. Uh, I have clients who are some that are retired, some that are, you know, working and closing in on retirement, others that are business owners or busy executives. You know, these this day and age, people can go online and they can try to read up and they can try to figure things out on their own. But the majority of time I have found that they uh, do not have the time to become experts in it. And with everything we deal with, financial planning, wealth management, investments, insurance, taxes, everything that comes into play, people, sure, they could go online and and try to figure it out, but they don't have the time and a lot of them don't have the desire to do that. So they are willing to pay professionals who are fiduciaries working on their behalf to be able to, to be able to do that for them. And that's where I have found a lot of success in working with my clients and helping them to achieve those financial goals that, that I help with them to lay out. Time is money. And that's why having a good financial advisor is super important. They're the ones who can translate all the financial jargon into layman's terms so that you can understand and make educated decisions around your own personal finances. When I first looked into financial advising, I figured that it would be heavy into investments and basically thought that I'd become the next wolf on Wall Street. But I was completely wrong. If I wanted that lifestyle, I would have gone into investment banking. Financial advising is basically a sales position, and that's why it's important to find one that you can trust. Many don't have a salary, and the only way that they can make money is if you buy one of their products or give them money to manage. Now, from a career standpoint, this can have huge potential upsides because there really isn't a cap on how much you can earn. There was one girl during my internship who made like 10 grand in her first week of selling. You know how much I made my whole internship? A few hundred dollars. Again, this is probably why I didn't choose that route, but you may be wondering, what does a day as a financial advisor look like? The average day is usually going to change because I'm going to be in and out of different meetings with clients, whether it's in the office, going to see them, doing them over Zoom, going to different events as well. Uh, In my business, over the 13 years, I built up a, a pretty good clientele, but I'm always on the lookout for new clients as well. I kind of equate it to, you know, a a restaurant. Restaurant is going to want their existing regulars to keep coming in and keep having a, a very enjoyable experience with them, but they still need to have them bringing their friends in as well to come check it out and to try it out and bringing some new people in the door. So my business is, is similar in that, in that extent. I love Todd's analogy of a restaurant because it breeds loyalty. If a restaurant claims to be the number one barbecue place in town and you go there and it tastes like a McRib, you probably aren't going to come back or recommend it to your friends. Financial advising is a practice that revolves around building deep relationships and making sure that you live up to your word. With this, though, I wanted to ask Bilal what his advice would be to any student looking to get into financial advising. 
Uh, the number one advice is make sure you join a really, really good team. Have a team that's going to be there to support you along the journey because it's very challenging. It's not easy. So having people around you to assist you, make sure they challenge you to get your investment license, your insurance license, sponsor you for your designations, the CFP, the CHFC, and get more letters behind your name. Because starting out is very difficult, especially by yourself, because you might find yourself in situations where the cases or the clients may be above your head, but it's simply okay. And having those resources around you to tap into other people to assist you in those situations is very important. So that's probably the biggest advice I give you. Join a really good team. There are going to be ups and downs. You'll make huge deals one week, and then you might not land another one for a while. During that time, the only people that can help rally the troops to keep you going is that team around you. So make sure when you're looking for a firm, it's one that fits your culture. That's most important. Now with the rise of the internet, there has been a new career popping up, which is very similar to financial advising, but different. It's called being a personal financial coach. I wanted to share Christine's story so that you can know the difference between the two. So financial advisor uh, can manage wealth and give um, investment recommendation if they are registered with the state. But um, I don't um, manage people's investments. I don't want to. And I don't give specific investment recommendations. So my job is to be a guide and to actually teach them how investments work. So that and then I also focus on the emotional aspect of, um, you know, like what were the traumas coming from. So we heal those pain so we can actually move forward and transform that relationship because that's very important. And most financial advisors don't really focus on the emotional aspects of money. She's the owner of Tay Financial Coaching, and I found her content through LinkedIn where she is killing it. But she is not alone. There are many others just like her. From the financial blogs to financial-focused YouTube channels, there are many people creating businesses around teaching personal finances. Every time that I do one of these career episodes, I always ask what they wish school taught them. With this episode, each of the three individuals said something along the lines of what Christine says here. Yeah, I don't know. Like personal finance, I'm not sure. <laughs> I learned everything I'm teaching all on my own, not really from school, unfortunately. Personal finances. Why doesn't college teach us this? Everyone is begging them to, even the finance majors. It doesn't make any sense. And although I do rag on my financial advising internship, it's mainly because I didn't have the skill set to succeed. But I may have learned the greatest cheat code while I was at Northwestern Mutual though. Through all the code calling and messaging, I learned how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I hated pressing that green button at the beginning, and now I hop on phone calls with strangers all the time. So whether you want to go into a financial advising career or not, I encourage you to press that green button. Step outside your comfort zone and do something that you would have never done in a million years. Stop waiting. Just do it.